at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Thursday night edition. Uh, we got Adam Mackey calling in here pretty quick. With We're going to be talking about uh, the All-American 400, guys. This this weekend, along with uh, Daytona Tom and I are going to Phoenix for the 2023 championship, guys. Uh, we're, we're trying to make the uh, last-minute pitch here, get everything ready for the uh, – we're leaving out in the morning. Uh, looking forward to it. It's been, uh, I think, about 20 days since I've been home. I started out with uh, Homestead, went down with Red 38 down to uh, Key West and hung out a couple of days, guys. I know that's not racing related, but look, while we were there, you might as well go. Uh, after the Key West, I went up. Stayed with some of my, my cousins up in uh, Eustis, Florida, guys. And then uh, went and spent a couple of days with my son. And I'm back over here with Dayton and Tom getting ready for his hey, championship weekend. Right now we're waiting on Adam Mackey. I think Adam may be in Nashville or on route to Nashville. So, uh, guys, what a year. Uh also, after Adam, we got uh, we're going to do the truck, the four that's uh, made it to the championship, and uh, we got Ben Rhodes. Hey, our, our my Alabama favorite, Grant Enfinger. Each one of those are uh, about thirty minutes. So, still waiting on. Uh, Okay, just shout out when you want me to do something. Waiting on Adam to jump in here. Just text him over my phone number. While we're uh, waiting on Adam. Guys, uh, championship weekend, it's, it's pretty special. First time I've been out west. Looking forward to that. Uh I tell you what we're going to do while we're waiting on Adam because he's driving, may have some shaky cell service. Let's start off uh, with Corey Heim. Uh, it's been a long journey, I feel like, in a short amount of time. So, um, you know, in the off season, I was pretty unsure of how this would all shape up with Tricon Garage being kind of a new slated team and having a new crew chief and team with my, you know, personal 11 crew and then having a new spotter and everything. So really just a fresh slate for him in the off season. And, um, you know, certainly was a question mark, but in a short amount of time, we were able to form a championship contending organization and, and team with my 11 crews. So uh, just super thankful for everyone at Toyota Racing and Tricon Garage, TRD, Safe Flight for, you know, everything they do for me. And I uh, can't wait to go contend for a championship tomorrow night. Yeah, the fifth person is asking that. So. <laughs> yeah. How's it going? Nice to meet you, Corey. All right. Sounds good. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, throughout the year, I've really been a believer in that we've gotten better every single week, every single race we've improved. Um, you know, we definitely got up to a little bit of a slow start for our standards with the first, you know, three or four races. But um, I knew we had the pieces in place. It was just a matter of kind of putting it all together for me. So uh, with the, you know, championship winning crew chief and spotter and all the variables were kind of there for me, um, you know, and the help of Toyota Racing and building up such a, you know, uh, now a championship, you know, contending organization, um, you know, it's definitely special to be a part of such a great team, and I can't wait to go contend for it. I don't know. It's hard to say because I haven't really run a lot of full-time seasons in my career. I mean, I ran the ARCA season in 2021, and we were pretty steady all throughout the year. Um, but, you know, I definitely think it's more about just kind of getting our feet under us in the beginning of the year with, you know, once again, just a brand, like everything was new to me. So, um, once again, it was a question mark to start, but once we got our feet under us and knew what we had to do to keep improving and um, get to this point in our in our year, um, you know, we really got our feet under us and started running. So, um, you know, once again, just super special to be a part of it. Well, I've heard it go both ways, so I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think we've definitely um, earned that label, I guess. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day but um, until you win it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been just so rock solid and consistent ever since kind of the springtime. So uh, we've, we've certainly done a really good job of just making sure we execute every week and we show up with uh, Fast 100 TRD pros. And um, I feel like ever since around Martinsville when our first win happened, we kind of knew that we were capable of it. It was just a matter of executing from that point. Yeah, I've enjoyed kind of being able to spread out some of my studying and really just sit on it for a little while and understand the circumstances. I feel like with it being my first full-time season and really my first playoffs, um, being able to kind of sit on it and understand the circumstances and the pressure uh, has really just let me, you know, come here and feel a lot better about it. Uh, it'd be it'd be a lot different if I had like won my way in a homestead or something and had like a week and a half to think about it. I feel like I'd I'd come a little unprepared and with a lot of pressure on me. But uh, to be able to sit on it and study on it for six weeks and show up and kind of know exactly what I need to do is has really been big for me. Uh, I think we go with a plan every week, um, but with this being such a big show, I think, you know, the pressure's on to just make sure we execute that extra little bit. So um, our flat track program, as far as like a gateway in Milwaukee style racetracks this year, we've been okay. We could have, you know, gone a little bit better. So uh, we've really gone the extra mile these past couple of weeks to make sure that we've gone back and looked at data with our Twitter racing people and uh, with everyone at TriCon as far as the engineering department to make sure that we've really done everything we can to just execute on this, uh, you know, flat one mile racetrack. Uh, 
Uh, it means so much. You know, a year ago, a little over a year ago, we announced kind of our plans to, you know, start Tricon Garage or Toyota Racing. And, um, you know, everything was kind of up in the air as far as will we be successful, how long will it take. And, uh, you know, within a couple of months, we were already, you know, winning races. So um, to be able to actually have a true off season to really think about it and, you know, build on the data that we've kind of found this year, uh, it'll be super special and be able to kind of go that extra mile and win more races next year. So um, I feel like last off season we were just trying to, get all the variables and really just get to the racetrack and uh now we've got everything under us that we need all the equipment all the you know all the data so next year will be special for sure um yeah i mean the the races that i've watched the past couple of years has definitely gotten a little crazy in the last stage so um you know i've been on the good side of that this year and the bad side of that this year it's just a matter of kind of being in the right place at the right time and uh setting myself up for the most success that i can i would say so yeah Yeah, I feel like really this past year, uh, if you'd say one year ago today, I've made more progress in one year than I have really in my whole career, honestly. Um, just being able to, um, you know, spend time with Scott Zipidelli, a championship-winning crew chief, and Tony Hirschman, a championship-winning spotter. Uh, just all the pieces were there for me, and it's just a matter of kind of, um, you know, blending that whole team and getting our feet under us. So, um, you know, I really feel like my development has been big this year with Patrick on Garage, and uh, I look forward to, you know, making that better next year as well. Uh, really just comes down to race starts, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm still somewhat new to the series. It's my first full-time year, so, um, you know, every race I can get under my belt, I feel like I learned something new, and um, it's just a matter of getting those races, I think. I think it's just doing your job off the racetrack and preparation. Um, the more boxes I can check as far as maybe some circumstances that would come up during the race uh, before I even show up to the weekend, I feel like it's big for me to, to make sure that any sort of variable or issue that comes up throughout the race I'm prepared for, it makes me feel a lot better for it. Um, you know, the summer stretch we have, well, I think we raced like six, six, six weeks in a row, and some races I felt like I wasn't quite prepared enough, and then some issues came up throughout the race that kind of threw me for a loop. But uh, since I've known I've been locked in since, you know, Bristol, I've been able to really sit down and make sure I've checked all those boxes. Uh, for me, it's mostly just business. I, I like to do stuff after the race, but, you know, especially on a big weekend like this, it's just really just heads down and, you know, focus on the race. A lot, of, a lot of laps on the sim, to say the least. Um, but, you know, I like to go back and kind of watch the previous races and see, you know, strategy-wise what worked out for people and what didn't. Um, and also just with the, you know, access to the Toyota Performance Center we have in Mooresville, North Carolina, being able to uh, talk to some other drivers. I mean, I see, you know, John Hunter over there, Christopher Bell, uh, able to kind of talk to them about what their experiences are with, you know, prior championship four experiences and just what they did to prepare for the race and kind of be mentally, you know, calm, cool, and collected for it. Yeah, uh, you know, we've definitely gotten a lot of uh, friends and family out to, you know, support me. And um, luckily, luckily to say that I have a lot of, uh, you know, supporters in my in my family. And that's in Pittsburgh and Chicago. They've all come out. So I'm excited to see them. How much, when you're on the sim, how, how much have you found that translates to real life feel for you? 
I think this year has been, you know, a big development in that with uh, coming from KBM, which is a little bit different on the sim side. It's um, been cool to be able to kind of be the person that tunes all of the setups and whatnot for in preparation for a race. So, um, you know, with the truck schedule the way it is, we're going to really go to every track once except for Kansas. So um, next year I'll be able to really just fine tune it. But to be able to be the person that kind of do, does all the tuning and whatnot has been a pretty big advantage, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's uh, it's been good though. I really feel like it's been a big part of my development in the past year, and I've, I've really learned about a lot about the engineering side of it. So, um, you know, this year has been big for me, and I feel like I've uh, really grown a lot. Restarts will be big. It'll be definitely, um, you know, it's one of the biggest characteristics of this racetrack, the way you approach them, and you can see guys you know, three or four or five wide, even from the drop of the green flag. So um, definitely not going to be easy. I feel like it's just a matter of kind of putting yourself in the right place at the right time. around the Toyota Performance Center is the main thing, uh, like John Hunter and um, Christopher Bell, is, uh, to name a few. I feel like they've had, you know, the championship experience in the past and being able to um, kind of pick their brains on it, and they've got so much experience in the sport alone, but also that championship mentality as well. They've won championships in their past, so um, to be able to kind of understand their mental side of it and, you know, for a person that's in their first full-time year, it's kind of tough to understand, but, um, you know, by the, by the day, I feel like I learn more and more. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, not really. I feel like just being around the sport for a while and being, you know, a fan before a driver has really given me a pretty big understanding of what it's like to kind of be in these high pressure situations. But, um, with also with the truck schedule being as spread out as it is, I've been able to kind of think about it more and more. So, um, I'd say it's all kind of going to plan so far. Yeah, I would say I'm a first-generation kind of driver. My dad raced as a hobby but never really took it as a career. Um, we were always really big NASCAR fans kind of growing up when I was, you know, three, four, five years old. And uh, he surprised me with a quarter midget when I was, uh, for my, I think it was for my fifth birthday, and uh, raced locally in Georgia for almost 10 years in quarter midgets and then finally moved up to uh, Legends Cars at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And it was always kind of my dream to, to race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I actually got my first truck win there, too. So that was super special. And um, just moments like those are really what make me a appreciate racing for sure um, I was always a big Denny Hamlin fan yeah, yeah always a big Denny fan I actually never met him yeah 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 no, no I swear yeah I'm sure I'm super excited. Those group of guys have been, um, you know, super key in my success this year, especially, you know, Scott Zabadelli, David Gillen, Kevin Ray, and uh, everyone at Toyota Racing as well. Just um, the effort and the dedication they put into this program this year without a really true off-season to kind of look everything over, um, you know, and the fact that we're going to be able to do that this off-season is, you know, super exciting for me personally. And, um, you know, to, to our standards, I feel like we got off to a little bit of a, a slow start this year. So uh, to be able to go back and look that over and get ready for next year is going to be super big for us.
I think just showing up to the racetrack every week with, um, you know, all our boxes uh, checked in preparation, um, you know, all the sim work that we've been doing throughout the season and being able to really execute on that with Scott Zabadelli and our crew uh, has been super big for us. So, um, you know, being able to prepare every week and just know that we have a fast truck and have the confidence in our team that we're able to go out and win every race, um, you know, has been big for me. So uh, hopefully we can, you know, gain on that and, you know, maybe get a couple more wins next year. Thanks. Um, I'd say I'm probably one of the more calm drivers in the field. I, I really feel like I don't make a lot of enemies out there, and I feel like I really just focus on myself. And uh, not to say that they don't, but, um, you know, like Chris just mentioned with the top 10, you know, streak and whatnot that we've had, I really just feel like it's going out there and, you know, just being consistent. And, you know, it sounds cliche, but um, that's really all it comes down to is just going out and making sure that you can – not take a fifth place truck and try to win with it and wreck. It's just about, you know, having those consistent days. But, you know, unfortunately the way the the you know final four deal works, you gotta just beat the other three, so that's kinda of gloves off. Honestly no. it's you know, just about winning the race. So um, you know, the way the playoff format works and, you know, throughout the year it's, you know, definitely uh, an advantage to be consistent with the playoff points and whatnot. But, you know, once you get here all the points are reset and uh it's pretty much just whoever, you know, beats the other drivers of course, but the goal would be to win. So uh we've shown that we're capable of that and I don't think it's out of the question by any means. I think we're plenty capable of winning the race in the championship, but uh, you know, consistency doesn't really matter at this point. No, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you know, even the, the drivers that may have not have quite the success, they've got the, you know, championship experience and, you know, Ben's won a championship and Grant's been in it several times and Carson's had an unbelievable year. So uh, I wouldn't say there's a clear favorite, but I think, you know, my confidence is, is in us and I really feel like that we're definitely capable of doing so. All right, thanks. It was huge in my development. You know, ARCA was um, one of the, you know, key reasons of why I'm here today. I feel like I really learned how to be a race car driver on and off the racetrack there, and that's really where I got my start with Twitter racing development as well. So, um, you know, I spent a lot of time in ARCA, almost like four or five years. So uh, I've had a lot of experience with them, but definitely crucial in my development. Yeah, I'd say it's a year-by-year year thing. Uh, next year, I'm focused on 2024, and, um, you know, beyond is kind of a question mark at this point. But, um, you know, just really confident in what I've got going for me. And uh, the, the program I'm with with Toyota Racing, they've always really set me up for success and always put me in the best, you know, scenario that I could ask for. And um, I'm confident that going forward, that'll stay the same. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I kind of let it come to me when it happens, but uh, I don't think a shoe is in the cards for me. I think it just depends on the time and the place. I mean, if you're taking a, a race car or a race truck to, you know, the a, a race the next weekend that you're preparing, you know, a race four, um, you know, maybe take it easy on the truck, but you know, if it's a championship, I mean, I think you burn it down. There's a lot of conversation this week about what it 
to handle the intense, crazy pressure of, of, of a championship tour, you know, at your age? For me, it's just going out and kind of doing what I've been doing. Um, we've had such a successful year as far as just being in contention every single week. So uh, for us, it's not doing anything crazy different. I think, you know, more off the track, just making sure that we've got all of our boxes checked in preparation for this race is, is the main thing. But, um, you know, for the most part, we've really just been so solid every week. It's just going out and executing at this point. So uh, that's our game plan. They, they, they do what you do. Go out there and do what you do. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. So when you talk about preparing, how much of it is mental? How much do you think of this final race is mental, not just for you, but for the team? I'd say it's a huge part of it, for sure. Um, you know, the mental piece is tough. There's definitely a lot of pressure. I won't deny it, and I'm definitely nervous. I won't deny it. But, um, you know, I feel like for me personally, it's never really weighed me down. It's almost made me more motivated to go out and execute. So, um, you know, I love the pressure. I think pressure's a privilege, and I'm ready to go. Good answer. Thanks. Appreciate it. Really, just consistency. Uh, last year, you know, the announcers talked about it almost every week, how we were super hit or miss, and, you know, it was either feast or famine for us. So um, this year I've really done a good job, I feel like, of just making sure, you know, we don't take a fifth-place truck and try to win with it and then end up wrecking. It's it's more about just maybe trying to take a fifth-place truck and get a fourth place with it or, you know, make sure that I focus more on myself rather than, uh, you know, maybe a potential adjustment in the truck that it doesn't need to. Um, but, yeah, for me, definitely just the consistency aspect of it. I'd say closing races. Um, this year, you know, I feel like my team, Track on Garage and Twitter Racing, has given me uh, plenty of opportunities to win races and more than we've won this year. So uh, there's a couple here and there that still sting to this day, and I feel like, you know, it all kind of drops on me. So uh, going back in the off season and kind of looking at what I can All right, everyone, we're going to put Corey on hold, and I got our next guest calling in from Nashville. Big party they're getting ready for the All-American 400. Welcome to the show, Adam Mackey. Hey, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, we're here busy set up for the uh, 6th and Peabody Old Smoky Moonshine uh, pre-party that we've done the last few years. And uh, we sell our three-day pit passes. We fill out team lists to kind of make registration and sign up for pit passes over the next couple of days go a lot easier. So it's already picking up. we got a few race cars here, Dylan Fetcho, Boston Oliver, and Hunter Wright, three of the top pro late model drivers from Nashville. Uh, they got their cars set up, and it's a cool place to be. A great, uh, great night of weather for it, and it looks like it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, Adam, it's going to be a Chamber of Commerce weekend, I tell you. Uh, what a stellar lineup! Y'all start. It's, it's full day on Saturday and Sunday also. What? So you got the the 300 or the 100 on Saturday, isn't that correct? And then the 400 rolls in on Sunday. Yeah, it all begins tomorrow with practice for the Super and Pro Late Models. And then tomorrow night, the local divisions on the quarter mile. And those guys are fun to watch. Championships will be decided between the six divisions tomorrow night. Uh, then on Saturday, we've got the uh, Jake Terry All-Stars Tour Pro Late Model 100, also racing with the Pro Lates of Nashville. Um, and we've got the CRA Street Stocks. We've got the Boars Compact Touring Series all in action. So that's going to be a fun, fun Saturday night. And a great show. And, yes, you're right, the 100-lapper for the pros on Saturday night this year instead of Sunday uh, to really spruce up that Saturday night program because the 300 on Sunday for the super late models is a show in itself. Uh, you know, if one race that day is a big event, and that track's five-eighths mile. It takes a long time to run 300 laps with pit stops and everything. So uh, it's an action-packed weekend. A three-day grandstand ticket is a great deal. $50 for a three-day grandstand ticket. 
get you in all three days. And on top of that, you get to spend a weekend in Nashville. It's like a vacation. Adam, there's no better place, folks. There's no better place to see a race than the Fairground Speedway. Is that not right, Adam? Come on. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's place to be. I mean, it, that's why I think this race draws a good field of cars. Just with our four divisions that we'll be racing on uh, Saturday, over 120. Counting the Friday night divisions, you're going to be looking at over 200 race cars here this weekend because they love coming to Nashville. The track is historic. And then they get to come and enjoy the sights and sounds after the races, go out on the town, whether it's Broadway or um, Printer's Alley or some of the other areas in town. It's just a place to be. Daryl Walters, the uh, master, sir. What? It's, yeah, Graham Marshall. Yeah, Graham, Graham Marshall, Marshall, Daryl Walters this go. weekend. Yes, that Sunday. He's looking forward to it. Loves Nashville Fairground Speedway. Got his start there. Did so well in ASA over the years. And obviously, this is the return of ASA with the stars national tour for their 10th event of the season so he's coming out to spend some time he'll probably join us on the broadcast he's going to give the start your engine possibly on sunday you know he's going to be down there greeting the drivers and he's looking forward to coming back this weekend and ty ty majeski is just eating it up in the uh adam you know he has but he's had bad luck the last couple races so all of a sudden you've got a points battle you got cole butcher from canada is only eight points behind that's a matter of like three spots or two spots it's not very much plus qualifying points lead lap points all of that it's going to be pretty crazy uh watching that point battle between cole butcher who has done well at nashville and ty majeski who really doesn't have nashville experience so uh it's going to be a big difference when you look at sunday what we're going to see and you got a canopy over there under the, the stadium asa brings a great crowd the 39th annual all-american 400 adam that's sunday correct Absolutely. This Sunday, you know, you can get all the information, tickets, details, schedules, and more. Either go to starsnationaltour.com or nashvillefairgroundspeedway.racing. Either of those two places, uh, great spots to check out all the info, entry lists, and more on this weekend's event. Adam, we appreciate you taking time. Looking forward to seeing you again. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Adam. Adam Mackey with uh, Track Enterprise, guys. All right. Yep. Have a good one. Thank you, thank you. Great, great, great guys. We had Adam Mackey with Track Enterprises always does a great job. Uh, they're having sound like they're having a party there tonight, guys. Uh, kind of busted in on uh, Corey there just a minute, but we didn't leave but just three minutes off of his interview. Uh, another one of the guys in the truck series battling out in the round of four. And that's uh, Carson Hosvar, guys. Carson has had a stellar career so far in the truck series in the final four. He drove some Xfinity. He drove some Cup. Uh, Looked for great things out of Carson Hosvar this year coming up. So how are you feeling going into the the championship four? I mean, I feel... Pretty good. I feel like we we've had a lot of speed. I feel like our our trucks have been quick. I feel like you know we're fought through adversity when we needed to. Felt like when we have not the fastest truck, we're able to make it really quick. Um, just feel good, you know, all the way down down the chain. You know, all our crew guys, um, your crew chief, spotter, just all of us. You know, feel you know pretty confident about what we what we have and what we have to bring to to Phoenix. 
And, and basically, you know, how do you like this racetrack? Um, you know, how do you think you'll perform here? It's going to be hot on the weekends, uh, probably slick and, and a little loose. Yeah, uh, no, I feel I feel pretty good about Phoenix. Um, you know, last year I thought this was my worst racetrack. Um, so I've gone to work on it, done, I mean, I did at least 10 to 15 days in the off-season alone on the cup car um, because they wanted to work on it. I was working with Trackhouse at the time, and um, at the time they ran second, so they wanted to really focus on Phoenix and, and figure out why they ran second. So I was fortunate enough to run a lot of laps mimicking you know, the cup guys that run really good at Phoenix. And, and then myself, you know, I've worked on Phoenix, you know, watching it, watching data, <laughs> asking friends, family, or whoever, whoever, you know, just even what they thought about Phoenix, you know, asking Josh Wise, you know, who works with Chevy really close. Um, and, and we've worked on Phoenix in the sim. We've done at least 100 runs of sim, you know, just on Phoenix alone in the playoffs, you know, from the start of playoffs to now. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's from a lack of effort. I mean, we do anywhere from from two to twenty. To you know, we just we've done a lot. You know, I've done hours upon hours. You know, I've done Cup Sim this week, or you know, this past few weeks for for Phoenix with you know teams running you know with HMS to, to run for the Final Four. Um, you know, I've done days with Josh Wise um, that we don't even work on the race car. We just work on myself, and then obviously with Nice, we've we've worked you know since beginning of the year even you know just working on Phoenix alone that. Um, you know, we, we've hit terminal velocity. We said we were like, man, I don't know how we make this thing any better. You know, we got 50 minutes. Let's let's just stop. And, and then all of a sudden, we, you know, we're like, hey, like we're gonna skip this day. And then F Phil will dream something up, and he's like, hey, let's. You want to go spend an hour? And we're like, all right, we'll just go spend an hour. So, um, you know, when we think we don't didn't have anything, and we didn't have any more tries, we still would manifest some tries, and um, I think we got it even a little bit better just in the last two days. You know. Um, a little bit of everything. I've had my own little mini season, honestly. Uh, I've ran top five. I've ran 30th. I've ran, uh, went forward on restarts, went backwards on restarts. I've had really good conversations. Sorry. I've ran really good conversations in the garage uh, about how I've raced people. I've had bad ones. Um, you know, I've had to learn. I've crashed a time or two. Um, just done a little bit of everything. I've had my own little mini, mini season, mini crash course, but, um, you know, I think it's been been a big help that um, you know hopefully I can be able to start to slow down a little bit and and go faster that I found in the truck where right now I feel like I'm I'm at 110 and hopefully I can be able to bring it down a little bit with a little bit more speed we can put in our cars in the Cup side. You know, Kyle Larson said it's interesting because he said it screws with his head. It's just not helpful to him because it doesn't help him. He overthinks it in areas that aren't applicable and maybe he's so used to running different cars. Do you know what he's talking about? And for a young driver, you really probably need it. But do you understand what he's saying? I did. Um, you know, Josh Wise uses iRacing um, as a tool, and he, he asked me if I wanted to go on iRacing this week, and I said no. Um, I said I didn't want to do any. Like, I avoided I, – I use iRacing as a tool a lot, but this week I, I didn't. You know, I wanted to avoid Phoenix at all costs just because I knew exactly what, what our sim drove like. I didn't – you know, with our setups, with our truck, with our models, you know. Um, you know, it, it's about as, as close as you can get. I didn't want to have in my mind – you know, just sort of a generic, um, you know, idea, you know, 
they're they're not constantly updating. You know, we rescan every single. You know, Chevy rescans the track before we go, and you know it's constantly updated. You know, iRacing is is not perfectly updated, so I I could see that because it's just a little bit similar to to what the I Ultra think. You know, obviously he has a little bit more resources okay. than, than us. You know, HMS always seems to always have a lot of speed, and um, you know he could kind of get away with it being being a Cup champion. Where I I feel like I really want to work on the car, work on myself a little bit in the sim. But, um, but yeah, I was I take advantage of it, but I know exactly what he's talking about because I I did sort of the same deal with Irison just this week, just just because I wanted only my truck to to remember and think about. Is it difficult to adjust going back and forth between it? between Cup and truck on the sim, or or is it more helpful? No, it's helpful. I I think it's way more difficult going Xfinity to truck or Xfinity to Cup than Cup to truck. Um, You know, I ran the truck and then went and drove the Cup car, or I ran ran the truck at Darlington and then drove the Xfinity car, and me and Ross looked at each other because we were both doing it. I'm like, man, that thing's way different. Like, it's so different. Um, And I go drive the, the Cup and truck in the same weekend, and it's really similar. You know, cup and truck and sim it's super easy um the throttle ons the you know the, the throttle traces the brake traces everything's pretty similar it's just the the amount of side force you have just a little bit faster through the center is really about the biggest difference at all no not really i haven't really thought about it honestly i've just been focused on on racing and i've i figured i i figured my plans would change how we do this weekend anyway so i i hadn't planned anything I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, he has that that podcast, and everybody wants a little bit of insight. So I don't. I don't mind it. Like if I was a fan, I would not want to know that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Talladega. I felt like I was very aggressive, and Vegas probably a little bit too. Um, so I don't. I don't know exactly. I, I definitely feel like I've been a little bit ultra aggressive, just trying to learn. Uh, you know, I almost want to put myself in a little bit of bad spots, which. At the same time, probably is not the greatest thing because it kind of puts everybody else in a bad spot at times. But um, you know, the guys I'm racing with, a lot of times their their cars a little bit better than mine, and and I'm trying to make a lot, make make up for it, and sometimes get myself in a bad spot. But um, but no, yeah, it's how you learn, it's how you take advantage of it, um, and, and a lot of times, you know, I've learned that you know 15th to some guys, you know, they don't look at it like it's a big deal. Where for me, you know. If with my car, if I can get to, to 15th, then I can fire off in the restart a row or two further up, and then that can kind of maybe spinball you to, to get spots where, um, you know, a lot of these guys that have won races are, are you know, 15th's a bad day to them. It's just it's not a bad day to me, and I'm trying to go forward. So um, I probably just run them harder than they expect. Um, than, than they're used to, just because a lot of times the guys that run 15th are the guys that win, and they're not know they're not going to win that day. Where for me, you know, if I could go run 12th, that'd be a win for me. What do we know about Corey that you know he's going to be your teammate next year? But what have you learned about Corey that makes, makes you think it's going to be a good situation? Um, 
I don't know. I haven't worked with Corey yet, honestly. Um, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out in the off season. I'm going to work with Zane. I've talked to Zane um, a bit the last few weeks in truck, and we compare notes even in our truck stuff already a little bit because we knew we were both going to be signed to, to Spire for next year. Um, but, no, I, I, I think it'll be fine. You know, I'm confident in, in who um, the team they're building, um, the team that is going to be built for me. I'm confident in, in my group. I'm, I'm never normally worried. I'm probably a bad teammate per se just because I kind of worry about myself. You know, I'm, I'm plenty fine to, you know, if you come ask for help or come ask questions, um, great. I'll come ask questions when I need it, but otherwise I'll just kind of stick to myself and, and I think we'll be just fine. And I'm plenty confident. I'm more confident in just my team and, and what they're building at Spire and, and what's going to be happening between those four walls than, than um, you know, really working as teammates yet. I don't, I don't know. I think it's more weird that we're going to have different alliances. <laughs> I think that part's the weirder part. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about the rookie of the year part. I haven't looked too far, far into that. Uh, I'm confident I can have a shot to win it. Um, but I'm, I'm more worried about like, I mean, truthfully, like, I feel like the, the tip of the mountain for me is to try and somehow point my way into the playoffs. Like I'm more focused on that. Um, you know, my goal is somehow to be 15th to 16th in points. You know, that's, that's my overachieving way, you know, maybe unrealistic expectation of goal, you know, and, and whether that takes me next year, two years, three years, um, you know, I think that's tip of the mountain. Obviously, when a race is a goal, but, I mean, that goes without saying, right, or, or run really good, that goes without saying. But, um, you know, if you were able to do that, I mean, there's there would be plenty of really top-tier A programs that would miss the playoffs. And, um, you know, I'm just – I think if I run – you know how we hope and expect and i know we potentially can especially with what's coming into the building um then then rookie year might take care of itself i mean the the real answer is it was just almost the only deal I had on the table um so it was really easy for me to 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 pick that one but um like I told them I was like man I don't I don't know if there's a lot more deals that were on the table I wouldn't have just picked that one anyways um I mean what they're at the time I didn't know what all they were buying and building and and how much money um they had coming in and and how much they were able to invest right you know you hear all the things of yeah, we're going to do this and that, but the fact they did it right away, you know, and even without selling me on it. Um, you know, I just, I knew what we did at Gateway and what we could achieve and felt confident, maybe a little bit of overconfidence in myself that, well, I feel like I can take a decent car and, and make it better than expectations, you know, so I was like, okay, you know, as long as I have a decent, you know, program and I can do that for 38 weeks, I think we can put something together, but then they're like, hey, you know, by the way, after I was already signed, hey, we're buying KMEM, we're buying all this stuff, you're going to have a little bit more alliance with HMS, and, and, and now we're going to have a Trekkis alliance, we're going to be more aligned with Chevy than we ever have, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket too, so <laughs> we'll buy that one um, after we're done, after I hang up the phone, but no, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited and, and happy about it, and um, glad I'm going to have Spire on, on my suit patch next year, and, and be able to walk into that building, and um you know, I think perceptive is or perspective is is very important. I think that's the right word. Perception's the right word, 
And the fact that they have a building like that screams big team or, or a little team that's bursting into hopefully being a big team. And if you look like a big team, and you know, you, I'm sure you'll play like a big team. And um, you know, I think they're getting closer to, to that goal. In a way, does that help you make you more stronger physically, mentally, and also psychologically, considering the years that you've had where you have finally got the win and then you're getting that cop opportunity this season with, with Legacy and now full-time next year with Fire? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. You know, hopefully, I have a, a truck championship to, to put on the on the table and on the resume. But no, I'm I'm excited for it. You know, I'm not. Uh, but there's a lot of times where you know guys are in the seat I'm sitting, and you know they're trying to win the championship to to guarantee themselves at least a shot at a job next year. And uh, I'm getting a hell of an upgrade per se in the in the ranks level, right? And um, you know that that part I don't have to worry about. You know I can just go out and this is this is a bonus for us. I'm gonna hopefully keep this race suit on a few times next year and uh, get to go play with the trucks on Friday with with my guys and and Al Nice and everybody there. That I get to go you know just go have fun with them. You know it's it's our round of golf per se. Instead of us all go, coming back together and and playing a round of golf or going to a cookout, you know we'll get to go try to race for trophies we missed along the way. And um, but just hopefully we can get a the shot at the big trophy. you ever really stop um you know i think gateway was kind of the the turning point of man maybe i if i just because gateway had the littlest amount of pressure i was like man if i just run 30th and just finish like i don't know if anybody like i'm not gonna shock the world i mean everybody reminded me hey man you do not have to shock just literally just finish just like that is your job like make sure the car is clean at the end and you'll be just fine and obviously there were circumstances that i could not control but I mean, we drove to 16th, and everybody was, you know, they were, you know, team owners all the way down the, I mean, every team owner is there almost every Sunday. You know, truck's a little different, but, um, you know, almost every team owner or, you know, big big guys is standing on their hauler, and I got a lot of head nods when I walked back to, to my hauler, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I was like, maybe I'd, maybe, like, I had the littlest amount of pressure and drove probably the best I've ever drove. I was like, maybe it's, you know, they just got to just start driving as I know to drive and instinct and not be so emotional about it and just kind of just relax and enjoy and just try to go fast every lap and, and that's what really kind of turned it. But your plans weren't locked in so, so there still is pressure out in that and you're still trying to audition for something. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I had an offer to, to go back and run trucks so, um, and, and it's all about money-wise, and we are trying to put together a deal with, with Junior um, at the time for Xfinity and, you know, running the Spire part-time car, you know, it seemed like a good fit, and, I mean, it was just super tough to, to get the sponsors. I mean, they were doing a lot for me to, to help me out, but I still kind of couldn't get there, and there's just a lot involved, and uh, I was like, man, you know, maybe I'll just never get in a cup car or get in an Xfinity car, because no matter how many races you win or do you know it just kind of comes down to to what you can bring to the table and I knew I didn't have a lot and um so I just kind of just relaxed and knew hey worst case scenario I'm gonna have a truck that I can go win races and try and run for a championship so what am I auditioning for and then all of a sudden the Spire Cup deal came up and uh, you know once I stopped worrying about my future and just kind of let it happen and, and let things happen all of a sudden the the, the deal kind of came together. 
I mean, I don't know about stardom, right? Uh, I don't know about that one yet, but um, I mean, they're they're super proud. Um, you know, we they've drove me everywhere. We've gone everywhere and everything, and um, they've been with me from the start. My dad hasn't just because he had to fund the store. Um, you know, he had to. I mean, he burned his retirement fund. He returned. Uh, we. I mean, we were. Yeah, I, I, we were one COVID pandemic away from selling the house. Like, I mean, there was real conversations. If the pandemic didn't happen and, and Nice Motor Search didn't come apart, we would have sold our house, uh, you know, just to get a small house and be able to afford racing and give it a shot. And, um, you know, they, they funded a lot of my racing career, but they had to, I mean, the store is not any bigger than this room. Uh, they had two, they have three employees at the time, and not including them like I mean the store was closed and my dad was gone so my dad never could come to races very often and uh the second I signed a cup deal I was like man like Sundays my dad's store is closed on Sunday he could come he could come to races now and um so that's that part's been been super special um just knowing like how close we were to to burning everything they owned and, and you know they still don't have a retirement fund you know my dad's still gonna have to work for for next few years but um you know now that i at least have a little bit long-term future you know it's just gonna at least not stress them out enough you know they were always the ones that didn't um they didn't tell me i'm gonna be the next jimmy johnson or you know you know they were the ones saying hey buddy like you, if you're dumb you're gonna be working at wendy's <laughs> Like you're gonna, like you're gonna have to figure this out. And, and I had the, I had the bet with my mom even, because she was like hardcore going on to college. I was like, you've burned enough money on me. You're gonna really. I was like, if this racing thing was a dumb investment, me going to college, college is gonna be the, <laughs> by far the, P1 and racing is gonna go to P2 on dumb investments. Um, so luckily I had the truck deal full time, and um, that kind of was able for me to to, point out to them like, hey, racing's not going to be here my whole life. I can go to college anytime I want. And um, luckily that they allowed me to do what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, hopefully this sort of gives them a, a little bit of, I don't, I don't know the right term, but, um, you know, ROI, return on investment. I, I don't know how to perfectly say it, but um, just a lot of validation and, and proud of, hopefully proud of me. Um, I don't know the the right way per se, but I I just think it's been everything's came sort of more natural now. Like I don't feel as as de desperate as times. Don't feel like I have to work as hard as times. Um, just just feel a lot more natural coming in. You know, just okay if we run wherever. You know, we all want to win and and figure out how to win. But if it's not our day, you know, just try to run as good as possible that day, and and then get there the next week. Um, I mean, the the confidence of last week that we had 17 seconds on them when we won, if you take out the DQ. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what we would do different. You know, we were super fast last week. Um, we've been fast here. We've been able to plan, and, and we've been plenty confident and worked hard on Phoenix all year. So I don't I don't know what we do different. You know, honestly, we have the most wins. Um, that counts for something. It's just the confidence of it. You know, maybe they 
you know, all are so focused and I'm just, this is a normal race and I get to just try and do what I did last week. No, I don't, it's been scarily unnerve wracking. I've just enjoyed it. I feel exactly like I did um, getting into the Gateway Cup car, you know, like I, I just feel like the moment so big, it's just fun. Like this is just enjoyment and fun and this, you know, my goal is just to get to Phoenix and anything that happened this week is going to be what it was going to be and you can't make your season successful or non-successful over one race. Um, you know, we've won four races. That that counts for something. You know, we've had a lot of success, and, and I'm just enjoying, enjoying the week, enjoying the moment, and, you know, I think we're plenty capable that we can win a championship, and I think that's a win itself, and it just determines if we were able to, to put the whole day together. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, I'm pretty focused, honestly. You know, I've, I've dreamt about this since all year. I've, I've thought about Phoenix and last year even, um, when we left Phoenix. So I, I feel so overprepared right now that I could close my eyes and, and just run laps. You know, I could probably go out there, uh, and drive with my knee per se and still hit the line. Um, my knees are luckily long enough that I could be able to probably do that, but, um, I've just enjoyed it. I, I'm I'm plenty confident that I don't need to to get my mind off it. We're gonna go to a team dinner and and enjoy and have fun and um, just a it's just another weekend at the racetrack. For, and if we win, you just get two trophies. Does that overpreparedness come from you running the cup car? Um, you know, maybe a little. Um, just all the time we've done in the sim. Like we've done, we've worked on Phoenix since the start of the since just the start of the playoffs. We've run laps at least 20 day worth, worth like 10 to 15, 20 days worth of sim um, minimum. You know, I've done Josh Wise sim at Phoenix. I've done cup sim at Phoenix um, with cars that are going to be in the final four. I've done, you know, just a, I've done Phoenix a lot, honestly. And, and just, you know, it won't be from a lack of effort, but I just feel so overprepared at Phoenix that uh, I don't know what I would do different. And just knowing that, um, knowing that, you know, I don't, I don't know what the pressure is. You know, I've prepared everything I can. I've, I've done the homework per se. I know exactly where you think you would be able to go fast. You know, hopefully that translates today in practice. But if not, um, it wasn't from a lack of effort, and the effort's the only thing you can control. Was all that sim time because you were overconfident, or not, maybe not overconfident, but just confident that you would be at Phoenix Racing Star Championship, or was it just yeah. preparing? Yeah, we won Richmond, and I looked at Phil, and I said, hey, you want to start on Phoenix? And he's like, yeah, I was kind of already thinking that. I was like, all right, anytime we're in the sim, you got to, we have to at least run one one run at Phoenix. And it was always like at least 30 minutes minimum. Um, you know, but we'd always just run laps at Phoenix. The Homestead, we barely ran any time, like we ever, and we won. And it just proves that, you know, how good our trucks are, that, that we were so, we were able to completely focus on Phoenix and still go to Homestead and really, go fast but we were already working on homestead almost before the playoffs too we've just been so far ahead um this year that we've just been pretty confident everywhere we go that um we've just been prepared and and by the time the week comes we're not stressed not freaking out on man we got our setup's not very good you know just this whole playoffs we've we've been just you know man we're pretty good like i, I don't know what we change and then we get to the racetrack and we're pretty fast too
championship four guys excited at all, or do you expect it's going to be just as, um, I mean, the if you look at the Homestead results, all four of us are in the top four, so I imagine Phoenix not to be any different. Um, I think it'll be, I think there'll be controlled chaos a little bit, um, but I don't know, I mean, this track's not very, like, bump and grind and, and, and be very tight, you know, I think there'll still be a little bit of racing between us, but, um, I think the biggest thing is going to be restarts, I think that that's going to be the most chaotic, it's just the restarts, if one or two of us don't, doesn't get track position, or if the field ever gets flipped, whatever the case may be. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. I don't foresee all th all four of us like on top of each other, running into each other during a green flag run, or like running the top, or run, like I don't foresee that. I just think it's going to be um, either green white checkered or, or late race restarts that all of us are sort of blocking each other, or just knowing that we're all really close together, and um, just knowing whoever gets out to lead is probably going to have the best shot. What the PSP? Yeah, you ever played with the PSP? I mean, I did a lot of running the wall, honestly. I was not very good at the PSP. It was actually my crew chief's kid, uh, Matt. He was his PSP, and we were playing on it. And I did a lot of Ross's hail melon move, just because I mean it's hard to do while you're flying. But um, yeah, I was not very good at the old con like PSP controller, so I I did a lot of running the fence. So I don't think it, it's very accurate, but it's just the the idea of like. Of course, like another thing at Phoenix, so you know, just uh, just running laps any way I can. Um, also, too, the big thing. Where did you get that uh, big NASCAR racing sim uh, with the 2006 one? All right, stop right there. We're calling only a few more minutes. If we don't uh, slow down, we're not going to be able to get Ben Rhodes or uh, Grant Infinger. So we've already listened to Corey Heim. We've had uh, Adam Mackey getting us up to, to speed with the All-American 400 this weekend. Guys, $50 for three days of racing. Let me tell you, that is a phenomenal price to pay. Uh, absolutely fabulous. Also, it's the grandstands, man. I'm telling you, it's so much tradition. When you hear all the uh, cup guys going, hey, look, we need to save the speedway, the fairground speedway. Uh, it's too much tradition there. We, we we don't need to get away from this. I mean, from Junior, uh, William Byron, this this has been going on, going on now for about three and four years. That That's one of the key items that weekend of the banquet. We got to keep our vigil on saving the fairgrounds. Hopefully, we're kind of there, but they sure still trying to squeeze her out. So, guys, uh, another truck champion, Ben Rose. We're going to listen to Ben, and then we're going to move on to Grant. I feel pretty good about our chances. Um, 
I've, I've, I've mentioned this before a few different times, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's worth noting that we've just been in the grind every time to get here. Every year we get into a grind just to get to this point. And, and I say that because other drivers have won a race to get themselves locked in early on. We're in a grind. We get in on tiebreaker, just strategy. We're just doing everything we can to just, you know, fight our way into the playoffs. And we make it. Year over year we've been doing that. I think that speaks volumes to the strategy, but also the the will that the team has to try to get to this point. So I wouldn't count us out by any means, even if we're even if we're not doing well. Last year we were running like seventh, and the caution comes out and we almost win the darn thing. So um, I feel good about our chances. And looking at the other drivers that are in it, not taking anything away from their program, arguably, well, they they got more wins than us throughout the season. Um, but we've been here, done it, and. I just feel like if I was looking over the if I was looking over the roster of different drivers that are outside of it versus inside of it, I would have picked the ones that are in it to be in it. So Uh, mental advantage for sure, but that can only go so far. Um when the green flag drops, everybody should be feeling calm. I mean, if they're not, that's great for me. Uh, but they should be feeling calm and then relying on their equipment at that point. But still, when things get exciting, uh, we've got the experience to fall back on. I can tell you right now, after doing this for the third year in a row, I just feel so calm and just at peace being here. I remember the first year I was so, like, worked up and I was just so excited. I was so nervous and I was just wanting to do anything I could to just, you know, really seize the opportunity. It took years for me to get to that point, And I didn't want to let it pass. But I was still appreciative just to be there. And now at this point, I'm I'm grateful to be here. I'm really grateful to be here, actually. But I just, I don't know. I just feel at peace. I feel like this is where we're supposed to be. So I didn't think nothing of it at first. And then my crew chief uh, sent me uh, some stats about it. And I was like, wow, I guess we should consider ourselves. I guess we should consider the dry air. Who lives in Phoenix? I'm telling you what. I've been here for one night, and I'm, like, dried out. I look like Spongebob out of water. It's crazy. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I take pride. I shouldn't even say I take pride. He sent me the stats that we made it three years in a row and what that meant, and I didn't really think anything of it. But, yeah, reflecting on it, it is a pretty special accomplishment, and I think that was my point earlier is the fact that we've, you know, rooted and clawed our way into every single one of them. It wasn't like that we won and luxuried our way into any one of them. It was tiebreaker twice, I think, at one point, and one point on another. So it's been just a grind. But I think that prepares us better for Phoenix than anybody because we've we've been racing every single race like it was the last, like our lives depended on it. It was mainly that one. We don't get too deep on this team. <laughs> I think so. I think we are. Did Zane do the three in a row? That's right. You're right. So I think it was just me and Zane that are the only ones that have done it. Yeah. It's a nice club. Uh, the crazy part is, is people be like, they always tell you, you know, you got to lose one before you can win one. We won one, and then we lost one. I'm like, well, this is terrible. <laughs> so I knew what it felt like finally. It's terrible. I don't want to feel like that again. So uh, you better believe we're going to do everything we can this race. It, the dejection you feel and that just carries with you for so long, especially when it's a, a late race restart, three laps. You know, you're looking at less than a minute and a half between knowing if you're the champion and not a champion. 
what other – it's just – I don't know. It's incredible. It's hard to put in words, really, what that is and the range of emotions you experience from the drop of that final green flag. And that's what last year was. And I can actually point to one specific instance on that race, those last minute and a half, that led to where we were second place, right? So I know what not to do now. I lost one. Now I know not what to do. Uh, the first one, we just kind of figured it out. So hopefully we can just figure it out again. I don't have to go through the adversity, but we'll see. Thank you. It's big for us this weekend, actually. I would tell you most weekends, no. Um, and the reason why is when you're midway through the season and you're working on trying to develop new setups, new packages, new body builds, well, we've kind of got a lot of that figured out, but we do have a new package we want to implement this weekend. We're starting out with it. We have no experience with it. And if it was a normal practice session, we would be like, what do we do? That'd be a really hard decision. So we've got all reliable 2021, 2022 set up, teed up, ready to go. We can switch over to that in probably about 10 minutes in the middle of practice. But we want to start out with what's unknown, what we think is best, putting our best foot forward. But there's no guarantees with that. So, you know, thank goodness we got 50 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> well, I've only got two shoes, so we'll have to pass the cup. Um, I, I, uh, I, you know what's funny about that? I didn't really think it through when I made that bet. I just thought, oh, it's going to be so awesome. We'll do a shoey. I give Rich the shoey in 21. He takes it, and I didn't really think about it. I had to put my foot back in that champagne-soaked shoe, and I walked around in that sucker for like three hours after that. My foot looked like it had been soaking in water for just like, Oh, it was, I was like, I had like trench foot going on from champagne. It was terrible. So <laughs> I got to think this through. I'm going to have to have a second pair of shoes teed up and ready to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's got her own shoe. They can both have both of them. I'll just be barefoot the rest of the night before I put those back on. been considered the dark horse i think because we do have to fight for it so hard we for whatever reason we we haven't really hit a perfect stride yet on anything um and i don't know what to attribute that to i i feel like as a whole that's been kind of a a thing that us at Thorsput have been working on um you know you look back at when matt crafton was just dominant winning like five six races in a season and two championships in a row just just killing it, right? Thor Sport was on top of the world. And since then we've been getting we've been getting multiple wins as an organization every year, but it hasn't been that dominance that they experienced like they did with Matt Crafton. So hats off to him. I would like to experience that for once. I've been asking him, you know, what's different? What do we need to do? And he's been fully involved on the uh development side with us, Matt has. I would say he's probably the loudest voice at the team to try to help us get better and keep improving in R and D. And things are just changing every year. The N T one motors, the new you know, we got bump springs on now, everybody's body builds, everything is just getting different, even though the truck series really hasn't changed. It's just it's developing, and it's all stuff that's hard to see with the naked eye, but it's it's making a bit of difference on the racetrack. So I would like to hit that stride. 
But until then, we're kind of the dark horse. We go out and we win a couple races a year, and we make our way into the championship four, and we show up big time in a big way. And I'm fine with that. If that's what my career is, then we're going to have a great career because I know we'll have more championships in our future. But I'm 26 right now. I'm having a great time, time of my life doing this stuff, and there's nowhere I'd rather be. So respect or not, I'm having a great time, and I really don't care what they think of me. I'm just here to have fun and bring home a championship to my team because – I love it. They love it, and the culture is awesome. Yeah, so Rich is Rich is really fun. I have some of the most fun in my racing life with that guy on the box, and it never fails. Rich just finds a way to put me in some sort of situation to be on old tires and hold them. Oh, you got this, buddy. Hold them off. I'm like, screw you, Rich. <laughs> but but in a serious note, though, he always finds a way to do those calls, and it pays off. So I can't be mad at the guy. Actually, he's like my biggest hero to me because he, he, he makes these calls, and they pay off, and we're in the playoffs right now because of that call that he made. We almost won the championship last year because of the call he made. Other than that, we might have been fourth. But every single time he finds a way to get us in contention, even if we're not in contention because we're just slow, he'll say, you know, Ben, I thought we had a good package under us. I didn't, I didn't bring us the best truck. Sorry about that. But guess what? Here's your two tires. Everybody else has four. Go do work. And he figures out the call, and we make it work, and he just he does good at that. I would say he makes himself look like a genius a lot of times. Oh, I don't put I don't put two th- I don't even think twice about it. When he makes a call, I'm all in, and the trust is there. Actually, in Homestead, I knew he was going to be doing something in the back of my mind. We didn't even talk about it yet. I just knew. All right, what will Rich do? We're not running good right now. It seems like we're down and out. He's going to make a call here. All right, let's see what he's got. And it's almost entertaining to me to see what it's going to be at that point. And I don't think twice about it. I just trust it completely. He tells me the goals afterwards. He says, "All right." You're on new tires. Everybody else is going to have to pit. You're going to be really close on fuel, so save me what you can. Save what tire you can, but get all the track position you can. And, by the way, we're looking at the closing the gap up between the leader and you because they will maybe catch you. Like, he, he gives me the whole, the whole gamut of what's going to happen. And then with that information, we just go put in work. And, you know, that's all you can ask for as a driver, as a guy that puts you in position, gives you the information and all the tools at your disposal. So for that reason, I've got all the trust in the world. Yeah, uh, depends on who it is. If it's a teammate of one of the other championship drivers, yeah, they race you a little differently. They race you really hard because they think they're helping their teammate out. If it's anybody else on the track, they race you normal, but certainly nobody cuts you any slack. Actually, I would say that's probably one of the biggest perils of being in this race is the other drivers. I look at them as almost obstacles or roadblocks, not the ones that are in the championship four. They're the only ones I'm worried about. But the other drivers that are on the track, the other 30-something trucks, I look at them as the only thing that can take away our championship from us. Like right now, I look at it as we have a championship. We can go out and win. We have this opportunity. The only thing that can take it from us now is going to be these other drivers on the track. Don't let them have the opportunity. Don't do anything stupid on my part. Don't make a mistake and get racing with them too hard because that's what will happen. They're here to close out their season with a bang. They want to win it. They want to say, we beat these other championship trucks to the line. If they do or they don't, it makes no difference to me. The only thing that matters to me is beating the other championship trucks. We could be 20th, and if those other three trucks are behind me, I'm celebrating like you've never seen. You know, I have-
Thank you. I had a call about you last night, and they want to know what I thought, what kind of a racer you were. What's your racing persona? And, you know, you've got such a great personality, but how would you describe yourself as a racer? Uh, well, it's changed over the years. I would say the most formative thing about my persona behind the wheel is my personal life. Um, having a wife and a kid now, another one on the way, um, kind of what that looks like at home and the different graces you pick up from, you know, being in the grind when you go home. You leave the shop and being sleep-deprived to going home and then being sleep-deprived. And the the different situations that you're in that kind of build you as a better human being, that make you a better dad, a better husband, and just ultimately a better person at the shop, uh, you know, I'm thankful for that. Uh, I wouldn't change it for anything. And I think that's formed me into um, a better driver, ultimately. I, the, the old joke goes is for every kid, you're going to lose a tenth or two tenths or something like that. Uh, I see it the other way. I think it's made me more calm, more peaceful, and just more focused because it oriented my life in a better way where now I'm not just living for myself. I'm, I'm, I'm going out here and trying to win a championship for my kids so they can have a better future. And I really don't care what they, they think. Oh, like, you know, dad's out here, um, you know, racing a championship, always oh, a professional driver or something like that. No, I just want to be a dad to them. But at the end of the day, I want to win so that it can afford them a better life and opportunities and the ability to go places and see things and, I don't know, make us better people. So you think as a parent maybe you're more giving, and so you're on the track, you have to kind of force yourself to be selfish and, you know, kind mm -hmm. of a jerk occasionally where, you know, in your personal life you've learned to be more giving? Uh, not even that, actually. Uh, I find the aggression, I've always had it, and it's been bad. A lot of times early in my career, the aggression led to DNFs, and it led to bad finishes and just just bad relationships on the track. Uh, I think it's mellowed me out, but also allowed me to see the big picture where I'm not going to race so-and-so as hard on the racetrack now because I just feel like I've matured as a human being, as a driver, where I can see how everything's going to play out. If you gave 2016 Ben Rhodes the deal last week at Homestead, old tires, hang on for 55 laps, you're also going to run out of fuel coming to the line, I would have been too aggressive and not seen the big picture. And now just, I don't know, having run through so many different stages of life, I feel like I just see things clearly. And I know when to be aggressive now versus when not. It's not unchecked anymore. Well, the first year it just kind of happened, and we, we figured it out in the first try. The second year it was, well, I know what not to do now, and I can point back to one instance uh, that – that made us second place. I, that may be unfair to say because I can't say for sure if I went back in time and implemented what I learned if we'd win it, but it'd be a lot harder fight. It'd been a lot harder for me to finish second. Um, so I, I can tell you, looking back at it, I, uh, there are certain things I can implement on the track, in the truck, at certain times. But as a whole, now just doing this, I'm just calm, relaxed, ready to go. I don't feel like anything off the track's getting to me. Uh, the first year, I was like, I don't know, you go up on stage, here comes the flames. Oh, there's flames everywhere. There's people. There's booms and microphones and more cameras than I've ever seen in my life. And there's more people around the truck. I couldn't even get to the truck. Where's my truck at? Oh, I can't see it. There's too many people. I find my way there. I go sit on pit wall because, you know, there's so many people wanting to talk to you, and you're just trying to get focused. 
I know how to handle that now, and I kind of know what to do. I always used it as the um, expression as when you're a new driver, a rookie, you don't know where to park your car. You don't know what restaurants are good. You don't know, like, how to get to the airport because you're in a new place for the first time. And all of that stuff does play a little bit of a factor because it stresses that you don't really think about. Um, I, I don't have those. I'm just ready to go. Just chill, just relax. And, you know, these other guys are trying to figure out what to do. They haven't been to media day before. Oh, this is cool. We're having it at the track this year. It's usually downtown. All right. Let's do the media scrum. You know, it's just going through the motions. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's supposed to go tonight, actually. So we go to uh, T-Bone Steakhouse every year. It's our tradition. Uh, usually, usually Wednesday, sometimes Thursday. We're going tonight. Last night, we had a big team event at Top Golf. I had a team dinner with the boss and the family. So, um, yeah, tonight's the night. Steak and apple pie. A T-bone steakhouse. I tried um, hiking actually in 2021, the championship year. I tried ha- hiking camelbacks. I saw everybody's pictures, and I got about halfway up, and the course got like the 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 what do you call that? The tract. The yeah, the trail. There you go. The trail got really difficult, and I'm like. I'm going to literally break an arm before trying to win a championship tonight. I turned back halfway down. I'm like, wow, this could have been really stupid of me. I'm really glad that I went back to the car and just drove to the track. I thought I was going to get my head in the right space. Yeah, I'm out for an early morning jog. This is great. Um, No, I don't do that. I'm not going to go on a hike up a mountain where I could fall off. Um, So I just try to stay focused. Um, Early morning, I kind of just get my head in the right space, talk to my family, uh, I look over data, I look at in-car video, I text my team about the plan for today, when they get to the track, what I want to do specifically with them, uh, why the other guys are going through tech. I've got my own plan just with the crew chief and engineer. So uh, I'm trying to make sure no stone is left unturned. But, yeah, off the track, we've got that covered. Well, I would like to say putting our best foot forward, but we showed up to Homestead thinking we did that. And for some reason, nothing really translated. And we put in all this R&D on the truck, and we built this new body, and we did all these things. And I can firmly say if we didn't build out the new body and different things, I, I oof, that would have been even harder to drive. Uh, but we just missed it on the package. So I'm not going to say that's the best thing. I think the absolute best thing is just the fact that when – when our backs against the wall, we still find a way. Uh, when we have two tires versus everybody else's four, we still find a way. I can tell you that there's no lack of fire in my belly. I have been more hungry now having tasted what it's like to win. You know, the first, I don't know, four or five years, I never made it here. And you almost just get into a lull, like, wow, this sucks. I didn't make it. Wow, this sucks. I didn't make it. And you almost get into a lull where you're just like, your fire isn't, uh, it's not gone out, but it's just like, it's a little suppressed, and now that I want it, it's just raging, and then you lose it, and it's just raging even harder, like, what? I was so mad last year, uh, so I would say the fire in all of our bellies, Rich is the same way, we talk about that frequently, and the cool part is, is Rich and I are the only ones on this team that have experienced this before, all the other guys on my team have been doing this a very long time, never once made it to the championship four. So they are beyond excited. I had to warn them at the shop. They were almost putting the cart before the horse, like they're talking about championship. I'm like, guys, we made it there. Didn't mean we, we won it yet. 
let's calm down. There's no chicken before the egg, you know, we're just going to cart before the horse, whatever I'm trying to say. Let's just take it easy, deep breaths. But they are so beyond excited just to be here. So for us, Rich and I, it's kind of another emotional aspect of it too, right, that these guys finally have an opportunity, and they deserve it. They work really hard. But they just never got there. It just speaks volumes about how hard it is. They worked with so many different drivers and never got to this point. No. No, it wasn't something that we we initiated at all. But I think we were both okay with it at the time. Um, Mainly because, like, Rich is going to get to work with Haley. He's got a superstar there. He's got an opportunity to try to teach her a lot of stuff from what we've learned the past couple of years working together. Um, she had, a, you know, presumably what would be a really good opportunity stepping into that deal. And I was going over here to work with a different um, crew chief who I had been around, worked with, the whole team I'd worked with in some capacity before. So... I'm not going to say he was excited or I was excited, but we just saw it as different opportunities to try to make ourselves better. Um, and that's what we did all year long, and I think Rich will tell you he's better for it because he appreciates everything now. He's He got experience with another driver, which is always a good thing. Uh, anybody that says that it's good to just hone in on one driver, I think they're wrong. Um, I've been with a lot of crew chiefs now, and I've learned something from all of them. Every single one... I've learned something from, and I still carry with me to today. But it has been a challenging season for that for that aspect. I've worked with three crew chiefs now. It wasn't easy, but we figured it out. Yeah, I made the joke on Race Hub the other night. I was like, again? Meaning like, no, I'm getting a new crew chief again. Um, but it wasn't like, oh, again, I'm actually really excited to work with Rich. And I give him a lot of credit because I don't know if we would be here right now if it wasn't for Rich on the pit box at Homestead. He made a call that was really ballsy that I don't know a lot of people would have even recognized or had the guts to try to pull off, and he did it. So I give him a lot of credit, and I'm thankful he's on the box because – out of everybody I've worked with, he's the only guy that I've done this with now at Homestead. Two years in a row, it's been him and I. Three years in a row now, it's been him and I. So I wouldn't change it for nothing. And I think uh, I think everybody back at the shop in the leadership positions are glad that he's there simply for that fact. It's the common denominator. I, I, I hope so. We will see. <laughs> Do you ever think you'd be the veteran up here, you know, with all the experience that you've got and, you know, these young guys chasing you? You know, it's actually funny you say that because it's really humbling to me that that's the case. I mean, a few years ago, if you told me that I'd be racing for a championship, uh, I would say, wow, what an opportunity. Um, I don't know, it makes me emotional, really, because I came so close to my career at one point not even, like, being here like I was going to be an HVAC tech I started going to school for it in 2018 and 2019 I officially retired like in 2018 and Duke called us and gave me the opportunity like I'm here because Duke Thorson gave me the opportunity to do this and I'm hoping that the owner's championship at 21 <laughs> made him happy because he hadn't had that before thanks for thanks for believing in me uh, I wrote that on the the picture that I, I gave him of the championship because it's, it really does come down to the fact that he gave me my opportunity and now for three years in a row, we're backing that up and, and, and trying again. If we can pull it off, it'd mean nothing more than me. It's just, it is humbling, though, to think that we're the veteran. Um, I don't know. I'm 26, and I feel, I feel, I do feel old. I'm starting to get some gray hair, and probably for good reason. Like, we've been doing it a while. 
I know what not to do now. That's funny. The guys sent me – they think this pumps me up, but it really doesn't. They sent me a crash compilation on YouTube of all my crashes in my career before coming to Phoenix. And I'm like, what is that supposed to do? He's like, well, you know what not to do. I said, yeah, I mean, I'm not the same driver as 2016, Ben, or 17, or 18, or 19, or 20, or 21. Every year I feel like I'm getting better. Every year I feel like I'm getting better. I've never felt like we've missed anything yet. I'm learning every year, and it's just, I don't know, it's just funny. We've got a good culture on the team, and I feel like I've matured so much as a driver that things that used to kind of make me mad, I don't even put any in. I don't even like giving any attention anymore. Um, a lot of that comes from my personal life and being in a good place there. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just happy, I guess. I feel really at peace to be here. Just just happy, ready to go. Did you bring any of your friends to celebrate with after this? <laughs> no, it's funny, actually. So this kind of speaks to my last point there, just being at peace. I am coming into this race. I recognize the opportunity, but I just see it... I see it differently than anybody else outside of it does. My family and friends and everybody were so excited for me, and I'm just like, we got to get to work. I don't even see it. Like, they are, they've got a billion hot passes. They're all here, all kinds of hot passes. They're at the Sky Deck. They're doing this, and some of them never been to a race all year long. And we've got to go. Oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. My wife it wants to come. She's pregnant, keep in mind, doing a few months, and we've got a young one at home. I'm like, oh, just stay back with the baby. It's so much easier. That's a three-hour trip with the baby on the plane. I don't want – I really want to be there. I'm like, no, just it's just another race to me. And that's really how I've been approaching it. It's just another race to me. And they don't understand how I can see it that way. They, they're, like, freaking out at me that I see it that way. And on the, at the other end of the spectrum, I don't understand how they are, like, so out of their minds excited <laughs> So I'm like, y'all need to calm down. I don't need to be around any one of you all because you're just crazy right now. So I've kind of put myself in my own bubble for that reason, but it's good. I do that every year. I kind of go in my own bubble and hyper-focus on the race, um, which I think is a good thing. I watch all kinds of footage. I spend a bunch of time in the sim. We walk pit road. We look at everything we can look at, and I think that hyper-focused attitude does lead to some sort of um, success. I do think that helps us here. I think they want to celebrate post-race with you, too. I think that's a large portion of it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, y'all can make your own plans, because I don't want to jinx myself and make plans beforehand. I'm just going to let it rip tater chip. <laughs> As a driver, do you, what sort of do you think you brand? Oh, man. Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know what I would say to that, because to me, that would almost like be... That would almost like imply some. You almost have to have some sort of chip on your shoulder or like a, a, a attitude about yourself compared to other people to, to say something to that. I don't know what I would say. I guess uh, – I don't know what I would say to that. I guess the thing I bring is just myself, and I don't know what that is. Maybe other people can tell me what I bring, but I don't really recognize anything that I bring as different or unique. I just get in the truck, and I do my, just do my deal. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I this is gonna also sound bad. They're gonna be like, "Wow, this is the most mellow vanilla driver ever." I promise you, I won't be if we win. All right, but leading into this, I'm I'm pretty mellow. I really haven't thought about it a whole lot. 
But it is pretty humbling to think that, like, what an honor it'd be. If you, if you list out the names that have two-time championships, it's pretty crazy. Like, those are like, you know, I consider them, you know, monuments of men of our sport that just are legendary. They're going to go in the Hall of Fame if they're not already. Ron Horn today's there. Like, it's just, ah, it's cool. But I don't really consider myself, even if I did get a second championship, I really wouldn't consider myself one of them. I consider themselves greater than me, actually. I'm actually really bad at that. I consider a lot of people better than me. Maybe that kind of uh, fuels that fire a little bit, like I've got something to prove. But I don't know. Um, that's just always been my attitude is I, I'm just, um, I focus on myself. I don't really think about what it would mean or what it could be, but I can promise you I celebrate maybe harder than any of them because I do recognize the grind and the struggle it is to get here. I know what my story has been and how hard it's been to get to this point. So every opportunity I get, I, I really try to make the most of it. I've done that more in my life too. Like I try to take time to recognize things. I used to be really bad. Even if we won, I would focus on the next race. I really didn't celebrate it. I really didn't take the time to appreciate it. It's really hard to do. You better appreciate the heck out of it because it's not easy. So it could be the coffee, but I'm going to ask you to repeat that because I literally didn't hear the last part of your question. <laughs> so, just in terms of uh, how you balance that, um, that mindset of these guys are better than me. Oh, 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 oh. So it is so weird. I really don't know how to explain where I'm at mentally. Because, <laughs> like, cause I'm, I am, I, I just feel so calm this year. I, I look back at last year and I was so nervous about it. And I considered everybody, like, I considered ourselves the dark horse. Everybody else did too. But I was like, oh, we're going to win it because, you know, we're just going to try harder and we're just going to, we're just going to push through. And now I, I, I still hold that fact that I know we're going to grind it out. We're going to push through. But I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know how to put it into words. I'm just just chill, meditating, just happy, just, you know, living a happy life here, just trying to go and get another one. I think that it does me good to be like that because I noticed that some, you know, I used to be, I would get so amped up for the race and so excited about it that I could almost, I could make myself too aggressive. I could make myself try to force opportunities. And I've I've come to learn that if you let the opportunities just present themselves and then get them when they arrive – you are going to do so much better. You're going to be such a happier person for it. Good example, real quick, is uh, is is Talladega. I finished second there. It really sucked to finish second when we could have locked ourselves in, okay? But because we finished second, we I can tell you we would finish 20th at Homestead. Why? Because if we won uh, if we won Talladega, we would have just sucked at Homestead and just called it good because we would have already been locked in. But because we finished second at Talladega, I go to Homestead, we make a strategy happen, we finish second, and that's great for all the guys. They get their bonus money. We we have better stats. It makes all of us happy because we have momentum on our side. It would be really terrible to finish like 20th and go to Phoenix, right? So, and I wouldn't have it any other way. People joke about how like. It'd be really cool. Oh, think about how easy it'd be if the other drivers wrecked out and you just got the championship on the first lap. Like, oh, wow, how he No, the most epic, the most awesome, and the most rewarding moments are when you grind it out and you absolutely beat those guys on a late race restart or you just get it on a long run and you pass them back. That is fun. That's rewarding, and that makes the championship worthwhile. So I wouldn't change it for nothing.
All right, Granny. I got Granny and Finger coming up next. Man, Ben Rose, he's ready, dude. Uh, he's ready. So you've had a long, productive NASCAR career. What would it mean to kind of wrap up your time at GMS with a championship? It'd be huge, you know, career-wise, obviously, to, to bring home a championship. We've been been close before, got a regular season, made it to this race before. But, but yeah, we, we want the big trophy. Um, I think it'd mean even more so from a personal standpoint, just something that I've, you know, worked really, really hard for. I feel like it's uh, it's taken me a long road to to get here to just be able to compete in the truck series i there's probably not a whole lot of guys that were rookies at 31 years old in the, in the truck series so um yeah it's uh it's something that that i'm proud of and i worked hard for but uh you know there's there's the team aspect and the organization aspect and man there's something uh me and jeff have worked for for we've been together for for five years um you know, obviously GMS Racing has, has won these championships. Mike Beam has put so much into it, and and this organization goes away after tomorrow night. So there's a you know there's there's a a lot of reasons why we want this. Everybody here wants this championship, right? I think we've got a little bit extra desire and and drive, but um, at the same time, like we're gonna do what what got us here as well. And and I feel like if we operate at our best, we can beat these other three at their best. So that's uh, that's our focus right now. sort of a different path and you look around and see these days particularly in the truck series uh but do you think that's kind of helped you in a way it, it's definitely made me appreciate it more it's it's not how i drew it up and and when i got the break it, it was the same deal you know it, it was it was nothing different um but more gallagher spencer gallagher um mike beam ron booth they they gave me my first big break in 2014 in, in the arca series so um yeah i've been racing for, for my whole life and have been working on it a lot of, a lot of the times and, and always driving when I could. Uh, but, yeah, that was my big big first break as a driver. Um, so, yeah, you know, I would have loved to do it when I got out of high school, right? That, that That's the goal. But, you know, plans in racing don't always uh, work out how you want to. There's there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But, but I feel like I've definitely got an extra appreciation for it from, from working as, as hard as I have for it. But I also think there, there's some of that, you know, some of those experiences, crew chief and other guys working on the stuff that I feel like allows me to relate better to our guys and, and to Jeff when, when we're talking about the truck. And, you know, I feel like he, he respects my opinion more so than, than maybe somebody else that, that hasn't done those things. But I also think that I can truly relate to him what the vehicle needs um, better than, than somebody that hasn't been in that situation. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's not how I drew it up or, or anything like that, but I I take a sense of pride in it. And for tomorrow night in particular, you've got up-and-coming guys. You've got a guy who's won the championship before. How, how do you think things stack up for yourself personally tomorrow night? Personally, us at our best, I truly feel like we beat the other three at their best. So that I feel good about. But the course of this year, we haven't always executed our standards. You know, we we've we've had a couple races that I feel like we've we've had good enough trucks that we couldn't be beat. But even in those races, we've had mistakes on our end. Um, I don't feel like we've just we we haven't been flawless in our execution, and I I think we have to tomorrow night. 
and we have to have the best truck. I don't think you're going to take a top five truck, a top ten truck, and and beat these guys. You know, obviously the championships between us four, but I truly feel like you know you're going to have to win the race to to win this championship. And I don't look at a clear favorite right here. I I do look at us. Like I said, if if we're at our best, I I think we we beat those guys. But I don't look at you know like you know Ben. He's been here. He's he's done this before. They they haven't had quite the speed we've had. I think Corey's been the most consistent of of all of us. He's a top three, top five truck everywhere we go. Um, and then I think Carson's a little bit in the same boat that we are. As in like there's been a few races that he he can't be beat, but maybe they're not quite as consistent as they should be. And and I, I feel like that that kind of lines up pretty much how how we've been. Um, but our team very experienced. They've been dealing with noise and distractions the whole year. So I don't feel like our team gets as affected with this race and all the media and all the extra that everybody else does. So um, I don't look at us being favorites, but I look at us as, like I said, if we're at our best, I think we beat those guys. Brad, do you see um, the other competitors not in the championship four racing you all different, uh, you know, giving maybe a little more to you since they know what you're, you've got on the line? I think you see that in the Cup Series. I haven't seen it here, you know. I, it's it's been since the last time I was in this championship race. It it affected us, but it's it's part of racing, right? It's part of this format. We're we're not just racing these other guys, and and yeah, those those other guys affect your outcome and can be a deciding factor on who wins this championship. But you know, that's what everybody signed up for with this format, and and that's part of it. But yeah, I think there's not a lot of respect at the Cup Series, and there's definitely less you know, in the Xfinity and less in the trucks. And and a lot of it is the package, right? It is so hard to pass here, and restarts mean so much. You've, it's all taken. Um, you can't be, you know, uh, the first-place truck and, and come out of the restart tenth and just pass your way up. That's that's just not not the world we live in. So you've got to go, and you got to go hard. And, and everybody's out here for their own selfish reasons. And, um, yeah, hopefully there's – a little bit of extra respect given, but I don't look for a lot. Kind of mentioned it with Jim's question. We've had a couple stints with GMS. Um, how do you look back and like what what does this team mean to you? Means a heck of a lot to me, being you know how much that that Maury and and Mike Beam and and Ron Booth and and Spencer have done for me personally in my career. But if you look at the big picture, you look at this truck garage, half the guys out here working on these trucks, they've, they've all been affiliated with GMS at, at, you know, one one form or fashion or another. Um, so the the touch it's had on this series as a whole is a lot. Won a lot of races, won a lot of championships, invested a lot in this series. So I think, um, you know, it's more than just me, but I, I've got a lot of personal reasons why I want to deliver this championship uh, back home tomorrow night. But uh, but yeah, I think it means a lot to a lot of people, and it's it's definitely bittersweet and, and sad to see a premier organization going away in any series, right? But uh, but but definitely been been a long time in the truck series. Nine years in racing is a long time, um, and yeah, just put a lot into it, and, and hopefully we can we can send everybody out on on the on the right note tomorrow night. I think number one, we've been in this exact situation before with Grant and Jeff. You know, um, obviously GMS Racing has, has won this championship before. Uh, me and Jeff have, have won quite a few races together, and I, I feel like we're in a situation. This is a, a must-win situation. 
but we've also been in this championship for in this format at Phoenix before. So I think that kind of allows us to know what we're up against, you know, but at the same time, we can't do anything different than what got us here. You know, we, we've won three races this year, but I, I feel like we just have to have that mindset the whole way, you know, in practice today, in qualifying tomorrow, at the beginning of the race, we've got to be gearing up to win this race. It's it's not just about these other three drivers. It um It's more so about us. And if we do everything we can to optimize our champion power equipment Chevy and we execute how we how we know we can, I I don't think we can be beat. So that's that's our focus. But we can't make mistakes. I I can't fumble a restart. We can't miss the setup. We can't we can't have a penalty. Um, you know, I think I think that's that takes you out of contention with with guys like this. Grant, uh, you mentioned the, the GMS going away after tomorrow night, but I'm assuming you don't want to go away uh, after the end of the season. Have you, are you still hoping to return next year? Yes, so I will be racing next year. I'm not ready to talk about those plans yet. There's still a lot of details to work out, but I will be racing next year. And uh, and I'm very, very happy to say that, that everybody on our team, on our 23 team, is, has had offers and, and opportunities. So um, I think that's a testament to the hard work and the effort and the energy that's been put in this. I, I think nobody has, has taken our results for granted. And, and um Man, these these guys have worked really, really hard, and and um, yeah, I'm 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 gonna be racing next year, just not ready to talk about that yet. So it's it's definitely something that I'm I'm not gonna do anything that I don't truly believe in. And I gotta win races and, and win championships and, and contend for this stuff. I'd I'd walk away if it was something I wouldn't believe in, for sure. My my wife still has a job. <laughs> what what sort of X factor do you bring as a driver that maybe these other three don't have? I think that, that desire and that, that want that's I've I've worked for this for a long time. I feel like I truly deserve this opportunity. I feel like when it when it comes down to it we're willing to, to take it. Right. Like, I, I feel like I've, I've always tried to be a guy that, that races with respect and I intend to do nothing different tomorrow. But when it when it gets tough, like like it did at Homestead, like it did at Talladega, I feel like not just me, but but our team and our veteran leadership is willing to do what it takes to keep fighting. So I think there's there's opportunities in, in every race to, you know, throw the towel in or, or say, hey, we just don't have it. And I our guys keep fighting, and, and I feel like that's a testament to, to not just our group, but our leadership with Jeff, our leadership with Mike Beam, my leadership. I, I feel like there's always that mentality of we're going to keep fighting. It doesn't matter how tough it gets. It doesn't matter if we start the race with a 10th place truck. We're going to come in and work on it. We're going to make this thing a winning truck, and that's the attitude we're going to have. If you call this a short track, I mean, I, I think it is and it isn't, right? Um, I don't think Phoenix has been a great track for myself and Jeff historically, but it's been an okay track. I feel like every time we're here, we're, you know, a top five truck, maybe top. Last year we, we finished sixth with the sixth-place truck. Um, but we've never had just winning dominant speed here. In my opinion, most of the time we come here, our problem spot is turns one and two. We put a lot of focus on that when we went to Gateway this year, when we went to Milwaukee. 
I feel like we've learned some stuff. We took the same truck. We we brought the same truck that we had in Milwaukee. I feel like we've learned some stuff there to, to kind of fix our problem areas. Um, but, yeah, this place to me doesn't drive like a true short track. It's it's not like a, you know, a, a Mobile or Pensacola that I grew up uh, driving on. Uh, there's still a lot of aero here. I do think there's multiple grooves. And, and you can spread out some in, in one and two, but it's a completely different corner there in three and four. For the most part in our race, historically, it's been single file. Um, so you kind of got to get your passing done and, and get them cleared before you get down there. But I think just the short track, the short track gritty mentality helps us, and, um, and I, I think we have that. It's business. I mean, it's a nice racetrack. It's in the middle of the desert, right? So, um, no, I, I have spent some time out here with my family um, a, a few years ago after one of the races. And, and yeah, we, we went to, to, to one of the old mines. And, um, yeah, it, it is it is beautiful country, a lot different than lower Alabama. And, um, yeah, it's definitely good to, to see the sights. And I, I think that's some of the things, like, I think people don't understand about us racers. We travel the country, but we normally don't see anything but the racetrack. This is a place that I, I've at least, uh, you know, traveled around for a day or two. And I know you're a bit of an outdoorsman at least, so when you're coming up to a big race like this, you've been in big championship pressure situations before. What do you kind of do just to unwind, be unstressed, and just kind of get ready for a moment like this and not think about racing? Yeah, so I haven't had time to unwind, but I've definitely had some time to not think about racing. We we had the birth of our, our little baby girl, Caroline, last Friday. So been a lot of sleepless nights, especially by my wife and my mom and, and her mom have been in town helping out. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's been the distraction. I wouldn't say there's there's been any relaxing or anything like that. Um, but I, I feel like our mindset is great going into this thing, um, not only mine, but, but Jeff's and, and our teams. And, um, you know, I touched on this earlier, but we've had noise and distractions going on all year long. And I feel like that's maybe a little bit of a new thing for some of these other guys. It's not for us. And these guys have dug in and stayed focused the entire time. We know what we have to do. we got to approach this race as a must-win mentality, and, and that's what we're doing. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm not relaxed. I wouldn't say like that, but I'm I'm enjoying the moment. I'm not stressed or anything like that. And um, we're gonna go out there and and do what we set out to do. Did you get to have your wife or the oldest get out here for this, or are they all home? No, I really wanted my son Carson to to come out here, and it just wasn't feasible. Um, so so my wife and and Carson and, and Caroline are back home. Uh, my mom and sister are coming out, so so very very excited uh, about that. So to, to have some family. And have a lot of friends uh, out here coming out. So, so yeah, it's definitely going to be enjoyable, and, um, and and hopefully we can send off GMS racing the the right way tomorrow night. She was early. It was scheduled though. Um, Caroline was was scheduled four weeks early, which um, you know me and Michelle tried to tried to push her to the Monday after because uh, that had been really convenient. Um, but, yeah, the doctors weren't on board for that, but she came out very, very healthy, bigger than I thought she was going to be, 5 pounds, 15 ounces. Um, and we didn't really have to stay at the hospital extra or anything like that. So uh, God God bless us with a very, very healthy baby girl, and, and uh, Michelle is doing good and recovering well. So, so all that's uh, going extremely well. Did all that happen last week? Last, last Friday. Yep, last Friday. So, so, like, did you know we knew... No, we knew ahead of time. 
so um, there there was just some some kind of delivery complications um, earlier on. So it wasn't it wasn't it, it was planned out. So everything was in a controlled environment, and everything honestly went as as good as it possibly could have. Definitely already won from the personal aspect, but we uh, we won this championship. So I think it'd mean more to me personally than it would career-wise. Uh, that's just how I look at it. Um, I think personally it would mean a lot to me for me, but it would mean a lot to me for Jeff Hensley, for Mike Beam, for everybody on this 23 group. Outside of everything we do racing-wise and, and what it means and, and jobs for next year and all that kind of stuff, I know how hard everybody has worked, including myself, but but all of these guys and and man, I I want nothing more than than to bring this championship home for these guys. So, um, so yeah, I think I I think for me it's more personal. No. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long road, you know. It's it's been a a lot of grinding. Um, there's been a lot of times in my career where I wasn't a driver. I was working on the stuff, crew chiefing the stuff, driving the stuff to the track, whatever, to be part of this sport. But I've always wanted to be a driver. I never wanted to do those those other things, but always willing to do what it takes. But there's a lot of that mentality on our team as well. So so yeah, it it means more. It I, I appreciate these opportunities more. I've I've always appreciated any opportunity I've got, but especially since I've been in fully funded championship caliber equipment, I never take that for granted. It's it's taken so long to get here. I've, I've definitely appreciated every moment. Grant, are you able to compartmentalize the trials and tribulations of keeping a ride and then hop in the race, race truck and think, uh, I have no worries, or is it always part of what you're doing? You know, like I started out my career knowing like, hey, I can't wreck in practice because we might be out for the rest of the season or may not race again the rest of the year or whatever. So I've always kind of had that mentality probably to a fault um, early on. And then there was times in my career that, hey, whatever teams were shutting down or whatever, it's like, hey, I'd never know when my next opportunity is. This is must win for me. So I feel like I had the must win mentality probably before we went to this racing format in certain situations. So I was kind of used to that pressure and kind of at peace with that pressure and knowing that there is uncertainty, right? That, you know, I think I would be better in the short term. I don't think I would race better. Like it's about checkered flags, right? It's about the end of the race. I think if I didn't have that at the beginning of my career, so ingrained in me, I think my first lap of practice would be faster than it than it is normally. I think that I'd maybe wreck a few times during practice or during qualifying or or whatever. But I, I feel like I've I've been forced at an early stage of my career to drive smarter and more conservative. And so I'm one of those guys. I've I've got to tell myself to be more aggressive, especially here in the truck series. That that took an adjustment for me. It took probably half the half of my first full time season to to drive as aggressive as I need to. But but I feel like I can adapt to any circumstance. It may take me a little longer, but I feel like I'm more in-depth with my adaptation, and, and I feel like I've, I've used it to my advantage. So I feel like we've, uh, we've been able to, to 
where I think some people would call it good enough, we've been able to make it a little bit better and a little bit better. And I feel like myself and Jeff, every time we come down pit road, I shouldn't say every time, but I'd say nine times out of ten, we're making that thing better. You know, I think some of the other guys can't necessarily say that, but I think we're optimizing it every time. You know, I think I've just been at peace with all the uncertainty. I've never been able to control my own destiny or my own plans. I think I think this year and then my last deal-making year, which was at the end of 2021, was the first time in my career that I've ever had options. There's there's never been a time before that that I'll say, oh, yeah, I don't want to go there. I want to go there. No, it's always those opportunities have always chosen me. Well, I've actually got to choose these last couple opportunities, and it's been incredibly rewarding, you know, and I, I appreciate the fact that I've been able to do that. Um, but, yeah, it's a, that's a kind of different worry because beforehand it's just, hey, I'm going to take whatever opportunity falls in my lap, good one, bad one, I'm going to take it and make the most of it. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's something that's a little bit different than maybe for, for some guys, but, but, you know, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Us at our best. Beat, we beat these other three at their best. I truly feel that way. I don't think we need luck or I don't think we need anything special to happen. But if we're good or we're excellent, that's not good enough. I think us at our best, executing on pit road, me executing on restarts, us having the best setup truck out there, I think we beat these other guys. But we can't, we can't be good. We can't be a top five truck. We can't be a top ten truck. We've got to be the best. And um, But I, like I said, I – I'm at peace knowing that we've given it our best effort to this point, but I'm also at peace knowing, like, we have the organization, we have the speed behind this to where if we do that, we can do that. This time last year, I couldn't say that. If if we hit everything perfect this time last year, I I think we're a top-five truck and maybe we can sneak into a win. But this year, we we have the speed. You know, we don't have the consistency. We're not executing, you know, as clean as I'd like to or anything, but – but we have the potential there. So if, if we do our jobs, it doesn't really matter what the other guys do, in my opinion. Think of the stories that you'll be able to share with your children. About a bootstrap guy that has to uh, way up. Yeah, I, I don't feel like you see that a lot. You do see it some. There, there's guys that, that I'm friends with out here that I'm very, very proud that have made it to the cup level and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's it's few and far between, right? There's, there's obviously a, a – the path I took is, is not, you know, is not very wide and, it, and it's not, you know, very common. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. Absolutely. Thank you. Just getting here, just, of course, this is the final race for the, the organization. You've been a huge part of it, winning an ARCA championship. Just when you look back at your tenure, GMS, obviously you came back a time or two. What would be the thing you want to remember with being a part of an organization? Excuse me, organization like you. know, it um, it's kind of drawn up to be a storybook deal, right? You know, um, I'm I'm hoping to bookend it. You know, we're able to to get the first um, Arca win back in the day and the first Arca championship, and it sure would be nice to to finish it out with with the last win in 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 the last championship there. But at the same time, there's all these guys want it, right? You know, the the there's 35 other trucks that want it. Um, We've got to do our job. We've got to do everything that got us here, and and I truly feel like we can do that. But yes, it, it would mean more being this is the end of the road for GMS Racing. 
Um, it means a lot to me personally. These guys gave me such an incredible opportunity back in 2014 and, and another incredible opportunity when I came back here two years ago. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of personal aspects um, to that and, and a lot of personal reasons why we want this. But, um, but yeah, we're very, very driven, and, and we have the tools to do it, right? We, uh, we definitely need need to hit everything just right. We need to do our job. We need to execute. Um, but, yeah, it would, it would be nice to, to send them out the right way. Consistency has been the name of the game for the, throughout the season and stuff, and ultimately it got you to this point. How vital is it, like, knowing that consistency helps a lot? Obviously, wins are paramount, but how much consistency comes a long way to get you to this point? I think myself and Jeff Hensley historically have been consistent. And, yes, you could maybe look at our year and, and find some consistent stats in there. But to our standards, I don't think we've been consistent. I think to our standards, we've been a little bit more hit or miss than in years past. And, and we've made some mistakes, more mistakes than usual, um, whether it's me, whether it's a restart, whether it's pit road. I, I feel like we got – maybe three pit road penalties, including one on myself there in, in the playoffs. So that's something historically we haven't done. But what I'm proud of is, man, we got the speed. Like when we hit everything just right, we can do what we did in Milwaukee. We can do what we did at the first Kansas. We can just drive from the back to the front. So um, that is something I'm very, very proud of. But, yeah, some of our execution and, and just overall being being clean and mistake-free, I'm, I'm not proud of. But, but we have done it. Just, um, you know, not, not to our level. And, and we absolutely have to do that tomorrow night. Speaking of Milwaukee, how much does that win meant to you, knowing the history and the prestige of that track, considering at times like NASCAR, NASCAR, other boards, racing had come back and then went away. How much did that boost the morale of the organization? It, it was huge for us, more so than the fact of, of that track. That, that was a track that was on my bucket list and that I'd never been to before and, and very, very proud of that. But that came on the heels that, that same week we had announced GMS Racing was going away. So the fact that everybody was able to dig in deep and to, to kind of make a statement there I think means a lot. Also, that track, you know, there's some similarities there from 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 uh, Milwaukee that, that we brought setup wise we, we're bringing the same truck a similar package um so yeah it's not the same track obviously as here but i think you you look at that you look at gateway where we we ran good at as well um i feel like we've we brought some setup stuff to it um but yeah the the fact that the milwaukee has meant so much to the sport and that was the first time that the nascar to return there in, in such a long time was was a great feeling and, and and great to pull off the win there but we've uh we're focusing on on here right now you brought up Jeff a moment ago just how much is how much chemistry is, is obviously chemistry is important. You've seen a couple of drivers like Ben had Rich always not had Rich for most of the season. They have him back, and then you had Jeff for many years. How important is it to have that dynamic for many years like you have? Yeah, we've we've worked together for for five years or so now, and I, I think there's there's that part. It's kind of like the intangibles, I, I guess you'd say, is like you you couldn't put, you know, you you can't. You can't put all that into like intellectual words, I guess. There's just certain people that click. And um, Jeff's an old school racer, and and I speak his language. He speaks mine. Um, I feel like neither one of us are are the smartest people at our craft, but we're we're always working together and working harder than the next guy. I feel like, and and neither one of us will settle. We're all trying to to make our stuff better and better, um, little by little. And I, I think historically, I feel like. Our pairing, I I feel like we do a better job than anybody on pit road. We we don't always start the race with 
with the best truck, right? But I, I feel like we make our stuff better every pit stop. Um, I don't know if everybody else does to, to our extent, but, but yeah, we, we have weaknesses too, of course, but, but our chemistry has been there. We always, um, we always can, can speak the same language and, and have each other's backs. Grant, I wanted to go back to something that you were talking about earlier about how you were someone who came into, um, motorsports, pulled yourself up by your bootstraps to get where you are and stuff. Why is it, why is it difficult for drivers to ascend to the cup level if you don't have, you know, a whole bunch of money, uh, a name, you know? Like, like, well, none of this stuff makes any sense, right? I mean, every team owner out here wants this to be a business, right? This is, I mean, if you want to win races, it's not a business. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a lot of business factors to it. You have to run it like a business, but... um Hey, it just costs so much money to do this, to do it at a high level. To to beat these other 35 guys, you got to try harder. you got to have better people. you got to work harder, and that takes resources, right? So it um been very, very fortunate and, and very blessed to have the opportunities I've had and, and had great partners. Uh, like Champion Power Equipment has been a huge part of, of my career, but I've also had great team owners that are that are willing to, to help make make it all happen so it's just a it's a tough deal you know like you can't go into here being a team owner trying to to make a profit and and win races you you really can't you know i, I wish you know maybe maybe guys prove me wrong and i and i hope they do but this is just such a a labor of love for all of us i mean there's a lot of other things i could be doing with my life um you know to to maybe be more profitable and, and everybody on the team i think can can say that but it's a passion right this is what we love this is what we want to do this is all of our childhood dreams i'm i'm truly one of those guys that's living my dreams but but yeah it's not easy because it doesn't make any sense is it um okay uh, is it frustrating at all or is it just it is what it is absolutely it's frustrating but i mean it it is what it is and i mean just to to operate it at the level you need to and it doesn't matter if it's go-karts or cup racing you know it's it's hard to make sense out of any of this stuff um but there's a passion to win races and and you know there's there's guys like me and there's guys that are better than me and and done it differently and done it harder but there are guys that slip through the cracks that that do it with no money you know that that do it with effort and talent and and i think that's what keeps this dream alive for all the guys running at the short tracks and um you know i I feel like maybe maybe i'm i'm a little taste of that but there's other guys that have done it and and that dream is still available you know i I think i think we've proven that I, i do think we're getting it back into the era where manufacturers are getting more behind drivers and and where there's there are more opportunities but yeah it's uh it's incredibly tough All right, folks, Grant Enfinger will be loading up on the plane tomorrow, and we'll be headed to Phoenix, Arizona. So we're down to 60 seconds. So if you're in the uh, Nashville area, hey, go check out Track Enterprise and the Nashville Fairground Speedway. $50 three days, the All-American 400 on Sunday, the 100 on Saturday, uh, Friday night. The locals, man, you can't go wrong. I'm telling you, it's great racing. Guys, we'll see you. Hey, we'll see you at the track. How about that? Down to 10 seconds. We brought, we, hey, we brought it to the, to the forefront. 
tomorrow we're getting on the plane at 6 a.m. being in Phoenix at 9.30. So, look for that light. Jump up. Jump over there and follow us on uh, TikTok, Facebook. Subscribe that YouTube page. All right, folks. Counter down. Counter down. I appreciate you uh, tuning in tonight. Thanks, Adam. Adam Mackey, Track Enterprise. Just sitting All-American 400 over at Nashville Fairground Speedway. That track was opened in 1947. 1947. Got a lot of old dirt. That light shining. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.